Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Okay, leader, many of you have reached out and asked me what it's like to work with me in my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. So I'm going to give you a very brief overview of exactly what you get in working with me for that six-month program. You get transformation. You get walking into any room, any situation, knowing you belong, having control, having people come to you. But on a tangible basis, what does that look like? It starts with seven one-on-one laser-focused individual coaching sessions with me over six months, and then access to the six months of live weekly small group coaching calls. And because you know I only coach a handful of people, sometimes there are only two or three people on those calls. Sometimes it's only you and me. So that's like another weekly coaching session And you get to get the perspective of other executive leaders who are in the same place that you are. Get six-month access to my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life time-saving assets, trainings, modules, and all kinds of workbooks that personalize this to you. The self-discovery is inspiring. Can't wait to get on to the next module and see how much more self-control you'll have over those negative thoughts that have been holding you back. There's a private online community where we can share daily questions, but the special bonus is you have 24-7 email access to me. I'm your coach on call. You want me to look at your resume? I'm happy to. Any of the exercises that you're having difficulty with, you don't have to wait to the call. You just reach out to me and I will get back to you within 24 work hours. You're having a problem at work with somebody? I'm your coach on call. There's a leadership intake analysis that I read on my own time so that I can get more background on you, not have to use up your sessions with me. And exclusive to this program, Flow on the Go Weekly Planner, where you can track your routines, track your gratitude, track what's changing, what's showing up for you. Well, what does this look like over the six months, Mary Lee? Okay, number one, that first month, you notice your patterns, your habits. You start noticing the patterns and habits of others. You have defined your signature strengths and your personal values and you're applying those. And now you're starting to dream again. You have a vision for yourself, for your career and your life. You've stopped judging yourself and others. In month two, this is where I've taught you how to self-regulate with curiosity. You process difficult and stale emotions and release them. You replace your stuck story with how you're not whatever enough. 
and you are now creating a career plan with confidence, feeling worthy, you have self-control over negative thoughts, over your behavior, and months three to six, you are playing blue sky big. You are soaring here. You are self-empowered. You execute your career and life plan. You shine, apply for stretch roles if that's what you want. You have better relationships and control over your food intake, your sleep, your exercise, your self-care. You have compassion for yourself. And you know that person that you really dislike? You actually have compassion for them. So there is a link in the show notes, maryleeganner.com slash consultation. Go ahead and apply. I will reach out. I'll set up a phone call with you. We can go over some of the details, but I'm interested in helping you be that mindful leader with a satisfied life. And there's no reason to wait because it happens quickly. Hello, leader, and welcome to the Still Space Podcast, episode 59, Building Your Confidence. I love this quote by Dale Carnegie, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action brings confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home alone and think about it. Get out and get busy. This is true, and it's funny that Mr. Carnegie came up with this years ago, and subsequently there's been a lot of research that underscores the fact that confidence builds by taking risk. Yes, there's a lot of mindset work and meditation, and there's all kinds of studies that show that that helps your own ability and willingness to want to change things, but lots of people work on their mindset but don't pull the trigger. When you pull the trigger and actually take the risk that you've been avoiding, that's what builds confidence. All the research shows that. Self-confidence is a mindset whereby you are certain that you can tackle any challenge because you know how to. You know how to be strategic and a critical thinker. Notice this does not suggest that you will always get it right, nor that you will get there without consequence. But you know that you can handle the situation because you have the tools. Studies show that once you pull the trigger and actually do what it is that you want to do, that's going to make you more apt to do so the next time. So what are the tools to build confidence? Simple. Think back to everything you feared as a child. First day of school, fitting in with new friends, not making the team, disappointing your parents. Did any of these things kill you, maim you, harm you? Of course not. Did they emotionally hurt you? Probably. But did the outcome of any of these permanently stop you from tackling that challenge again? Starting a first day at work, fitting in with new friends, trying out for another sports team, competing in an activity, striving for approval from anybody, including your parents, your friends, colleagues, executive leaders? I suspect not. You've already taken risks. You think that you're risk averse. You think that you're not a risk taker. I submit to you that you're wrong. Look at all of those things that you've already done. Helen Keller said, never bend your head. Always hold it high. Look the world straight in the face. Now, this is coming from a blind woman. Think about that. She knew even though she couldn't see how other people were responding to her, 
She had a carriage about her. She had a persona that was one of confidence. She walked in her own footsteps. She stood her ground. She knew what she wanted to say. She said it with conviction and certainty. And you know, you can be certain that you don't have the answer and that's okay. Certainty doesn't mean that you're always right. It means that you're always truthful, that you're authentic. I had to, in the past week, give a presentation to my board of directors, and I was really scared about it. I wasn't sure that they were going to agree with me, but it was a presentation on the direction that my organization should be taking to be sustainable in the future. And when I opened the dialogue on this at my recent board meeting, I was very vulnerable. I told them. I lost sleep over this, and I probably, if you agree to do this, will lose sleep on it every step of the way, but it's what I know to be true and right for this organization. And I explained to them what that would look like, and then I explained to them the cost of not making a shift in this direction, and the cost of taking the risk to go in this direction. And it became a no-brainer because the cost of staying the same was infinitely higher than making the shift to go in another direction. So when you take that risk, when you go out and build your confidence by risking something, make sure you've done your thinking, that critical planning, that strategic thinking in the background, such that you are putting yourself forward with addressing all of the holes and arguments that could already be coming in your direction. You've thought that through and you will see it in people's faces that they believe in you, they trust you, they want to follow you. And there are a couple of points that I want to bring up on building your confidence. Number one is harness the fear energy and convert it to openness, to possibilities. There's a lot of chaos and anxiety that builds up inside of us when we're anticipating something. Anxiety is practicing failure before it happens, right? <gasps> I'm worried about this because this might happen and that might happen. And then when you sort of take a deep breath, find the still space and challenge those assumptions, you find that it's most likely your imagination your ego trying to keep you small so that you, if you fail, you only fail small. But that doesn't let you show up big either. It may be safe to say that the first tool to building self-confidence is to know that in your past, you've already felt the fear and did it anyway. Don't fear fear. It's just part of us. When it shows up, pacify it. Say, oh, I see you there. You're just trying to keep me safe, but it's okay. I've got this. Fear is most likely just anxiety that becomes a paralyzing emotion when it becomes the only emotion or in the very least the overriding emotion. So the tool to use when you feel anxious or doubt yourself is to accept that fear is an emotion that you feel today just as you feel love for those you care about, joy in the good work of yourself and others, sadness for those who suffer or for yourself having lost somebody that's close to you. 
But if fear rises to the top of these emotions, it is time to take that energy, that fear that riles up inside of you, and use that energy to get excited about the limitless possibilities that lie before you. You've tackled fears before and survived. Harness the fear energy and make it work for you. Concentrate on what you will feel like when you've accomplished your ultimate vision. Feel it in your body. Where does it sit? Does it sit in your chest? Tightness in your shoulders and your neck? Does it harm you in the belly? Do you feel that gurgling? Listen to what your voice will sound like when you've actually accomplished what you need to accomplish. And I really went back and forth with this fear in myself when I had to present this to the board. I could feel the tenseness in my chest. I could feel the tenseness in the shoulders and in my neck. And then I started thinking about, wow, how many people we are going to be able to help when we actually make the shift in this organization and won't we be comforted to know that that's going to be a sustainable shift and not one that we have to go out and find and fill every year? The second point I wanted to bring up is stay in your own heart. Don't take on the perception of others. You can only deliver information, presentations, outcomes, etc. from your own authentic perspective from what you are thinking, not from what you think others are thinking or worry that they're thinking. If your fear, say, is public speaking, build your confidence by erasing the head trash vision of a poor performance and replace it with the image of having performed well. What will that feel like? What will that look like in the room? You feel fearful when you see yourself from another person's eyes underperforming. Get outside of their head and back into your own head. Concentrate on being behind your own eyes, not their eyes watching you. And feel the adrenaline rush from having done well. Envision yourself at the end of the journey having succeeded. You know the vision board that you've probably made? I hope you have one. It's just a picture, just taking a piece of cardboard and cutting out pictures of things that you want in your future. Position that where you will see it every day. Sometimes I just sketch one on cardstock and put it at the side of my monitor. Put it where you will see it every day to remind yourself of the positive vision that you own and the feeling that comes along with that. Make a list of the advantages of taking the calculated risk that you've been avoiding. Focus on the positive outcomes and feeling that success that's inside of you. Now here's some daily activities that build confidence. Remember, a habit takes more than a few days to form. Number one, dress sharply. You are sharp. Confident people take care of themselves. They eat well, they wear clothes that look good on them, they make sure that they look in a two-way mirror at how they look from both sides. You are amazing and show up amazing because you deserve that. 
Number two, look only straight ahead when you walk. And that's kind of hard because we like to look down so we don't trip. You will never be able to smile at people when you are looking at your shoes. So practice looking up, looking people in the eye, saying hello. Walk at a brisk pace. After all, you have a lot to do and your time is valuable. You don't just saunter or meander. Walk at a purposeful pace. Keep a journal, number four. You can start with a simple matrix and acknowledge grateful journal. That's where you're acknowledging what's happening on the left side of that matrix and on the right side, what you're grateful for. Keep that daily. You can do it online. You could do it in a pretty little book that you buy. Concentrate on what limitations you may be placing on yourself that keep you from your ultimate goal. Acknowledge those. You can even write them on this journal. And on the right-hand side, you're going to say, I'm grateful that I noticed that. List your strengths in that journal. Evaluate why others may not see your strengths. And note in your journal daily on your attention and self-confidence. So if others aren't noticing you, you're going to acknowledge, well, what are they seeing when they look at me? Am I feeling sharp? Am I purposeful in the way I walk and talk and my hand movements? Number five, stand up and sit up straight like you've swallowed a poker. Your posture alone can change your persona and how other people perceive you. What do you think about people who are slouched over? How did someone you admire stand? What did you think of that person's confidence when you saw the way that they carry themselves, the cadence of their voice when they speak? Number six, be grateful. Make a list of what you appreciate, your family, friends, garden, hobbies, neighbors, co-workers, colleagues, interests, talents, pets. Then list next to each one why you are grateful for that person or thing or entity in your life. Specifically, down the left, everything you're grateful for. On the right, why? You have so much to celebrate as you're building your confidence. Number seven, volunteer. Volunteering is a great way to learn a new skill and meet new people while making a difference, a meaningful difference, in alignment with your values. Number eight, read something new. Learn about something that interests you, for which you never thought you had time. I, once a week, visit a bookstore. I've been doing this for at least 20 years. I love bookstores. I see books that I otherwise wouldn't have thought of. I sit in the cafe and read some of them. I buy a lot of them. Books are amazing eye-openers. But if it's not a book, read something online. Read a magazine. Number nine, speak slowly. I have seen people who truly do not have a lot to say gain attention at a table full of their peers just by speaking slowly. Don't forget the power of the pause. Know your elevator speech. Be able to describe in 30 seconds what you do and why it is needed. And you can practice this in the car when you're driving around by yourself 
because nobody's there to judge you. It's great white noise in the background. Perfect time to practice. Speaking slowly, using your elevator pitch. Executive leaders hire me to be more valued and advance quickly while prioritizing their well-being and their relationships. Number 11, sit in the front row and speak up. People who do not want to be noticed sit in the back. Don't be afraid to sit in the front row of a meeting, a performance, a learning opportunity. Sit in the front row, ask questions. Number 12, exercise and eat healthy. After all, your authenticity is to take care of yourself and self-care involves eating healthy, eating just the right amount of portions. You know to do this anyway, right? Why does this suggestion appear in all programs for improvement? Because it's essential. And here's the last tip. Demonstrate an even temperament. Learn to manage emotions in the unpredictable moment by taking a deep breath and asking yourself, what is going on with me? Don't be quick to give a biased opinion that may not be politically correct. If you feel threatened, don't act out. Your insecurities show. Allow yourself the space to pause. The pause is a very useful tool. We've talked about it a lot here. It draws attention and gives you a moment to center yourself. People notice that you're taking very good care of yourself. When you speak, make it count. So in closing on this topic of confidence, I remind you that you've had confidence all along in all of the firsts that you have tackled and survived and done wonderfully well at. Don't let fear and that scared ego jump up in front of your face and kick up a lot of sand so that you can't see through to authentically where you are called to be. Only you can change this. Only you can take that deep breath, hand to heart and say, I've got this. Focus your energy on what's serving you, not what doesn't serve you. Don't fast forward with anxiety to doom and gloom. Recognize it. Oh yes, that's just me being a little afraid. Sometimes I do that, but I don't let that get in the way of what I really want to do. I know you can do this. You've already done it. I'd love to hear how this has played out for you in the coming few days. If you've built a little confidence over something, shoot me an email, marylee at maryleegannon.com. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you have any ideas of topics that you'd like me to address, you can include that in an email too. I'd love to hear from you. Mary Lee at maryleegannon.com. I'm glad you were with me today. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. 